football playoffs norm what are you doing it is way too early to be playing christmas music listen i understand that on halloween night walmart was was pulling down the halloween stuff and throwing out the christmas stuff but gosh it is november the 13th as i'm recording this and it i just can't do it i just cannot be playing christmas music as of right now But anyway, I'm Norm. This is Scruffy City Sports. But I really do wish that the Tennessee would make the college football playoffs while it's still four teams. That is my Christmas wish as of right now. But that's it. It's it's just too early. It's too early for Christmas movies. It's too early for Christmas music. Partly probably because it was like 80 last week, and today it's like 40 and cold. But anyway... How are you doing? How's everybody doing? Did everybody have a lovely week last week? Did you miss my voices? I know that I said, hey, Norm's going to do a, a midweek pop culture podcast. Don't hold me to that. I, I didn't do it. I apologize. I am so sorry. Really sorry that that didn't happen. Maybe maybe it'll happen this week. That's the plan as of right now on Sunday afternoon, evening is is a pop culture podcast. I really want to talk about House of the Dragon and uh, some other news and notes on the uh, pop culture world. You know, it's, it's I get in my feels when I start talking about stuff like that. But today we're going to talk about, we'll three-point it out for you real quick here. Today we're going to talk briefly about the basketball team. I don't have a lot to say. They just lost, and I, I, I care, but I don't care because football's rolling. Uh, we'll do the Mizzou recap. And that's pretty much it. Kind of keep it short and sweet uh, and to the point today. So let's uh, – I have no idea if I even have any buffer music queued up. Why don't we just – I'll do this for buffer music while we're talking because I, I love talking and trying to figure out what I'm doing all at the same time. I know you all love it too, but that's what you come here for. This is the ASMR section of my podcast. I think they make noises when they do that, don't they? I'm pretty sure they do. Let's do this, and then we will uh, come back and talk football. I'm wishing Norm wouldn't be playing Christmas music right now. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have done that. I had other music queued up, and I just... So what happens when you find a Christmas playlist? You just want to listen, even though I'm not ready for it yet. Anyway, Tennessee and Missouri Tigers played yesterday on November the 12th. Final score on that was 66-24. to What a great podcast. Wrap it up. We'll see you all next week. Kidding. Uh, Yesterday was another sellout that marks the sixth consecutive home game sellout. The first time that's happened since 2006. It also is the first time that we've had six sellouts in a season since 2007. Confusing, I know, but that's what the media guide has given me, and that's what we're going to go with. 
Uh, Tennessee's all-time record imp- improved to 865 wins, to 409 losses, and 53 ties with Saturday's win. This was the 11th meeting all-time between Tennessee and Mizzou. Uh, obviously, Texas A&M and Mizzou have recently joined the SEC, so this stat that they have played them the fewest amount of times is not very relevant since they just joined the league like 10 or 12 years ago. Blah, 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 Norm. Uh, Tennessee leads the record 6-5 to five and are on a four-game winning streak against the Missouri Tigers. So exciting. Also with the win, Tennessee secured his first home undefeated season since 2007, going 7-0 and at home. Also, Tennessee has improved to a 16-0 and record when leading at halftime in the Josh Hopple error. Saturday, and this is – I've got as queued up here. Actually, let me – I'm going to play – no, I'm, you, you're in my feelings of how I work things out in my head. Saturday's contest, we had 21 seniors. I'm going to read you their names, and then I'm going to play for you what Josh Hopple says about them. I just – I couldn't uh, use – I don't know. I just thought what he said sounded better than what I would probably say, so I'll probably say something and then lead into him. But the 21 seniors were honored on the field prior to Saturday's game. They include uh, Ramel Edwards, Toby Wilson, Cheyenne I don't know how you say his name. Labruza? Labruza. Labruza. I don't know. Grant Ferking. Grant Ferking has got a lawn industry. That man is a fine-looking individual. Wes Schuler, Jacob Warren, Nick Humphrey, Maurice Smith, Michael Minner, Princeton Fant, Latrell Bumpthus. Sorry, I almost, almost messed that up. Jerome Calvin, Solomon Page III, Jeremy Banks, Darnell Wright, Gosh, Norm, that was hard. Darnell Wright, Paxton Brooks, Tavion Flowers, Chase McGrath, Cedric Tillman, Byron Young, and the captain himself, Hendon Hooker. And this is what Josh Hopple had to say about the seniors yesterday. First, just want to uh, say thank you to uh, to our fan base. Uh, you know, first time we've gone undefeated at home as a program in, in quite a while. Um, their energy, uh, the way that they've supported us, the way that they've showed up every week has been a huge part of, of our success as a program here at home. And, and uh, our players, our staff, myself, absolutely love seeing them. Uh, you guys have heard me say ball walks the most special thing and, and most unique thing in college sports. I, I truly believe that. And uh, obviously, uh, when Neyland is rocking, it's uh, unsurpassed by anybody. It, uh, I appreciate what they've done this year. And, and uh, hopefully, we'll, uh, we'll see them travel extremely well as we go to South Carolina uh, next week. Expect that. I want to thank our seniors, our, their families, uh, just what they've meant to this program as, as we, uh, you know, since I've gotten here, just try to put it back on, on uh, a solid foundation. And, and those guys, uh, what they've been through, uh, they're the guys that chose to stay through uh, uncertainty. Uh, they bought in, uh, jumped into the deep end with me. They've competed. They've grown. Uh, we've been connected in, in a really unique way, just as this thing has grown uh, pretty quickly. And, and uh can't say thank you to them uh, enough, uh, not just what they do on the field, but who they are and how they, they go about their business every day. So, First, sorry, that had a little about the fans as well, but seriously, Josh Hopple always thanks the fans and everyone, which is very refreshing to hear from a coach. If, if you've not heard the previous ones, it was pretty scary. But, I mean, how, I've said this on my podcast recently, probably last week or the week before for sure, but these guys that stayed and didn't, you know, 
put their tail between their legs and leave when the going got tough, they need to be celebrated. I've said it once. I'll say it a thousand times. They are the guys that chose to be here when the ship was sinking. There wasn't. Even, I don't even know if we had a ship. I don't even think they had life rafts. I think they were just floating out in the middle of the water there trying to figure out what was going on. Those guys stayed. And look what they have done in, we'll say, two seasons now since we've only got two football games left. But it is amazing. Uh, all of those guys are Vols for life. They should be, if you see them on the street, hug them. Maybe not hug them. Maybe fist bump them. And then ask if you can hug and embrace and, and take a selfie with them. But fantastic. I, I love every one of those fellas. I'm glad they chose to be a Tennessee volunteer. I hope that they are going to go get their power tea you know, tattoo over their heart on their chest like I've got mine rocking. But there is an individual that has a smoky on his chest, and it is fantastic. Anyway, I don't want to derail too much there. But what he says, I've said it before. I just said it again. I'm not going to repeat it. Thank you for your years of service here as a Tennessee Vol fan. It's much appreciated by me, and I'm sure everyone else uh, that's listening to this podcast right now would thank and clap for you as well. Now let's get to the finer things. Uh, Tennessee's high-powered offense exploded in Saturday's victory, racking up 724 yards of total offense. That breaks down like this. 460 of those were passing. 264 of those were rushing. Those numbers added together, together, together give you 724 total yards of offense. And a Josh Hopple error of 66 points. Josh Hopple high of 66 points. Uh, the Vols entered in the game with 508 football Division I leading 523.7 yards per game after Saturday's game. That went up to 543.7 yards a game. Uh, Missouri's defense was ranked 13th nationally. They were a top 15 defense, obviously, going into this contest. Didn't work out very well for them. Uh, Saturday marked the second 700-yard output in school history, topping the previous program record of 718 set back on November the 3rd, 2012 against Troy. What else can Norm bore you with here while we're reading off stats? Uh, Tennessee has posted 600 yards or more of total offense three times this season, 724, like I said, against Mizzou. Uh, and then back against UT Martin, they had 696. And then against Akron, they had 676. Whew, that's a lot of sixes and a lot of numbers there. I got, I got tongue-tied. I'm so sorry. Tennessee's 66 points topped the school record for the points against an SEC opponent. Previously, record was 65 to nothing back in 1994. I believe, if I remember correctly, without looking, that was Phil Former's first game. Uh, as a, He might have been the interim coach after he took over from majors. I could totally also be wrong on that, so don't fact-check me. Just just go with what I said. Was make, was proven fact. Uh, let's see. Saturday also marked the third most points UT has produced in a single game in the modern era, which dates back to 1933, so almost 100 years. Uh, uh, that was behind a 70-3 win over Louisiana Monroe back in 2000. Uh, and a 68-0 win over Tennessee Tech back in 1951. The Vols have eclipsed 50 points five times this season, representing the most 50-point games in a single season in school history. All right, let's talk about some of the players, what they did. Standout wideouts, obviously Jalen Hunt. He's running wide open right now through the street somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, He had 146 yards of offense. Brew McCoy, which was fantastic to see. Brew McCoy was targeted 
I think 12 times, had nine catches for 111 yards. I love what that guy does. He is – when we need a big play, I feel like you just dial up old thicky thighs Brew McCoy, and he is there for you. Squirrel White also – Norm, I got ahead of myself there. Anyway, we had two receivers go over the century mark again in that game. Hendon Hooker finished Saturday's game completing 25 of 35 passes for 355 yards and three touchdowns while rushing eight times for 50 yards and one score. Hooker finished with 405 yards of total offense. It's his third game this season with over 400 yards as a vol. Saturday also... With his three touchdown passes, Hooker overtook Josh Dobbs for fifth place in career touchdown passes with 55. It took Josh Dobbs 37 games to do that, and Hendon Hooker has done it in just 21. He's played 23 games, but he's only had 21 starts. Pretty impressive. Hooker has had multiple touchdown passes in 19 of his 23 games at Tennessee. He's accounted for multiple touchdowns passing and or rushing in 23 or 21 of his 23 appearances at UT. Pretty impressive. I cannot say enough about Hendon Hooker. And this is what Josh Hopple had to say post-game about Hendon Hooker. I remember um, a lot of those moments for a lot of those guys coming through that tee. And, and uh, I'm super grateful, thankful, appreciative of, of what they've meant to, to us and to me. Um, we're not here without those guys and, and what they've done. Hendon, um, man, like really powerful like powerful story right just you know transfer in didn't go right at the first stop um young man that doesn't get named the starter continues to pour into his teammates like what a great lesson for everybody inside of our locker room becomes the guy continues to grow competes every day shows up works becomes a great leader like he's been it like i mean just uh, he'll be one of the greats, you know. Uh, however, it ends out, yeah, he'll be one of the greats here, and um, pretty cool story, you know. And, and the perseverance that it takes to to fight and go through that as a player, it's uh, it's a hard thing to do, and um, doesn't go unnoticed. Certainly, that whole road by me. But I feel like I've said this several times about Hendon Hooker. How he was glossed over, came here, wasn't even recruited by the staff. So maybe maybe Coach Hopple's listening to Norm's podcast. But again, Hendon Hooker will be a Vol for life. He's going to have a statue out there before it's all said and done with this season. I can guarantee it. Super excited for what that guy's got ahead of him in his career, whether that is in the NFL or whatever. It may be Hendon Hooker is going to do great things for the rest of his lifetime ahead of him. That's all I'll say. Other notes that are noteworthy, Jalen Hyde had seven catches for 146 yards and a touchdown on uh, Saturday's win against Missouri. That makes his fifth game with 100-plus receiving yards. Hyde also became the second receiver with five games over 100 yards receiving in the Hopple era, uh, joining only one other, Cedric Tillman, who did that last year. Hyde's season total stands at 1,000. 116 yards receiving, the third most in school history, and the most by all since Robert Meacham uh, had 1,298 back in 2006. Hyde's 15 receiving touchdowns this season expands his current school record and is tied for sixth most in a single season in SEC history. Ooh, that's a mouthful for Norm. 
Uh, Hyde improved in his career total to 19 receiving touchdowns and moved to a tie with fourth place with, I don't know if you're a Tennessee volume, you might remember this name, Peerless Price. Lots of other stats from other guys out there. Princeton and Fant also had two uh, receiving touchdowns as well. Now, I don't want to forget about Mr. Look at the flick of Eris. 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 Mr. Flick of the Wrist himself, Joe Milton, came in, was 3 of 3 for 105 yards passing with one touchdown pass, and he literally just flicked his wrist to connect with Ramel Keaton for a 46-yard touchdown pass. Unfreaking believable That dude, his arm strength, I would have died to be able to throw a football or a baseball like that man can back in my prime. Gosh, I'm impressed. I, I cannot wait. I understand we've got quite the log jam about to happen at the quarterback position moving forward after this season, but gosh, I am here for it. He has finally figured out how to put touch on a football, and I am so excited. So excited. I, I mean, I, I'm sure he'll be named the starting quarterback next year. And then we've got Nico. I'm a believer. That's not how you say his name, but that's what I'm going with coming in. And then we've got the Jackson kid. So it'll be interesting. Interesting little quarterback room that we'll have going there forward. I think there's some other stats and stuff I could go over from the game. I just really don't want to. This game was close in the third quarter. I think with about nine minutes left to go in the game, it was 28-24 Tennessee. And then we just went all gas, no breaks, uh, and had several quick scores. The 68-yard pass to Jalen Hot that Josh Hopple said he just had his back pocket for several weeks. Unbelievable. It changed the game. Really did. And then we just never let off. And speaking of never letting off, the national media has decided that – we, we've scored too many points against somebody. I, I don't understand it. There, I did not see an outcry when USC on Friday night was still had their starters in, still throwing the ball, not their second team. Now, Joe Milton is our second team. Ramel Keaton is, a, is not a starter. He's a second-string guy. I didn't see an outcry for USC when they're throwing the ball around, scoring up points. I didn't see an outcry when Michigan was doing the same thing. And I didn't see an outcry when Ohio State did the same thing. But heaven forbid that Tennessee – Tennessee do it and then you've got all those blue check marks on Twitter and the national media going you're supposed to take it easy on a team oh gosh why in the world would you go down there and score again oh my gosh oh my gosh that's so sad I don't care man it's not Josh Hoppel and Tennessee's offensive job to take it easy on a team oh and by the way do you want to know maybe why they didn't do it let me let me play a sound clip got you covered hold on I thought you were going to introduce my record, but with the latest allegations against Tennessee, let's hold up on what my record is because I expect them to vacate some wins, and that's going to help my record a little bit. That was Eli Dumwit, or some online have called him Drink-A-Fifth, Eli Drink-A-Fifth, which sounds great. I can't take credit for that. was on the Tony Basilio show, Joshy Boy. I'll steal it just for a second if I refer to him. I hope not. But anyway... You can't get on national media and blast Tennessee for one thing and then not expect us after having our second stream team in there. You can't stop anything. We're not going to not run our offense. Stop them. It's it's not there. I don't know if it was Steve Spurrier, Tommy Bowden, Lee Corso, some famous coach in college football in the last 20 years said, it's not my job to make you stop my offense. 
It's your job to stop them. It's not my job. It's not Josh Heupel's job or Tennessee's job to go, oh, stop, 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 guys. Why don't you, you know, let's take it easy on you. Because that's not how it works. It's not. If you want to put the classless moniker on this football team, I'll take it. I want them to hang another 60 points on South Carolina and then hang another 60 points on Vandy. That's what we need to do. Look, the playoff committee is saying, oh, but Tennessee's got a winless style. You got to get some style points out there. But, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We were just kidding. You don't need style points. You really need to just win. So so what does it matter? Is, is it matter that we won by 38? Or does it matter that we won by 31? If we would have won a close game, what if we would have took the breaks off altogether in the, four, in the fourth quarter and only won by 14? Then we wouldn't have won enough. The narrative is just beyond from this college playoff committee that it just pissed off. They need to figure it out. You don't want to blow out teams, but yet you need to have a blowout win so that it looks like you played good. I, it makes no sense to me. It, it, it's zero sense. It makes even more it makes even less it doesn't make more. It makes even less sense that you can tell me that it's okay for Ohio State, USC, and Michigan to do the same thing, but when Tennessee does it, then we're all gonna get upset. So make your mind up. It's either okay for everyone to do it or it's not okay because Tennessee do it. Pick one. You can't have both. I'm sorry. You can't have your cake. Eat it too when it comes to being negative toward Tennessee fans. Now listen, but you can't say it's okay for this team and not okay for Tennessee because it's Tennessee. We're winning. Things are high. We're 9-1. Just you can't tell us to rein it in when we're doing that. Oh, and by the way, Coach Hopple was at Missouri, got fired, left there. Tony Vitello was from there, fired and left there. So thank you very much, Mizzou. We'll score as many points as we want to. That's how I feel about that. Box breathing, everyone. It helps Norm. I don't I've really I really derailed. I didn't mean to get that upset about whatever. I didn't. It was it was mild mannered compared to Norm's rants in most days. But let me check my notes real quick because I think that's all I've got. Basketball team did win earlier in the week against Tennessee Tech. It was a blowout win. I don't remember the score. I could quickly find it if I wanted to, but I'm not. They are one and one for the week, and that's probably all we're going to talk about basketball. They got blown out of the water by Colorado. Did not even look close. I don't know what they were doing in that game. Hangover, couldn't shoot in Nashville, whatever. It's a November loss. It doesn't matter at all. When we look back in the statistics in the record books, it's going to say a neutral side, even though it was in Nashville and Colorado is decent. Rick Barnes will make those boys run back from Nashville, I'm sure, to figure it out and all that good stuff. No, I, I don't care about basketball right now. Come at when we start playing an SEC play, then I might care. I'll care then, but not right now. Football's going strong. Whew, Norm. I got a little excited if you couldn't tell my breath there, and I've I've been struggling to catch back up. Okay, podcast housekeeping notes, and then we'll wrap this up and put a little, pretty little bow on it. Uh, again, if, if you're not using the Good Pod app, Good Pods, Good Pods app, it's pretty good. I've been using it for probably a month now. It just organizes all my podcasts, and that way I'm not listening to just podcasts on Spotify, although time and place for everything. But anyway, I was in the top... I think 100 or 70. I think I got an email at 70. It fluctuated a little last week. But anyway, a top 100 again for the podcast. So thank you very much for listening. Really means a lot to me. I've said it a bazillion times. I'll keep saying it. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for clicking play and not paying attention. Whatever you do when you click on my podcast, it's up to you, but I appreciate the time and the effort for you going there and clicking the button. It warms my heart every time, and I really appreciate it. This week, there will be a podcast on, uh, what did I call it last week? Whatever, a preview for South Carolina. The game opened up, I think, at a 19.5 point favorite for Tennessee. If I checked earlier correctly, it was either 19 or 19.5. I can't remember now. We'll preview that game. We will talk pop culture, hopefully. If not, we'll just preview it. But we will get to pop culture. Yellowstone Season 5 comes out tonight. I know all of you will be excited about that. I'm not really excited, but I'll watch it because I've already invested four seasons of my life into it. So maybe we'll talk about that. Andor is fantastic. House of the Dragons fantastic. Norm, you're rambling. I'm rambling. I'm rambling. So I think we'll end it there. I hope everyone has a fantastic week ahead. And until we meet again, goodbye. I'm not going out to Christmas music. I started to, and then I was like, no, I really don't want to do that. I don't want to play any, any, any of that stuff. So what should we go out to? Let's all think about it together. Hmm. Hmm. I know. All right, everybody. Love you. Bye. Love you, bye.